You want some more of this bitch? Welcome to the Three Kings Podcast, where everyday blokes act like kings. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I don't have a girl. Hi guys, I'm Nick, and sitting across the table from me is Madge, aka the burly fashion icon. <laughs> How's it going? And joining us today is Dilly. What's happening, Dilly? Not much, mate. Just got back from holidays. You've been giving me a hard time about that, being away for a while, so... Well, you missed the first one, so... Yeah, I got to go up to Cairns, spent a few weeks away, so it was good. Yeah, what were you reckon of the podcast room? It's looking good, man. Come a long way, so it's nice, everything's looking good, all works well, so it's awesome. Madge, how was your week? Yeah, not too bad, first week back at work, so always sucks, but I'm um, glad to get you started, so yeah, it was fine. Nice. Well, um, we'll talk about A1 quickly. Did you guys see that? Chick flashing her boobs and the video going around. No, I haven't seen it. Too right. true. I got I got it up here. I'll just quickly play it for for you guys so you can see it. Yeah, I didn't even hear about it until today. So. So pretty much that chick there flashed her tits, and then this chick that's having go at her got up her for getting her tits out because they're like, oh, there's kids around and families around and everything. And then she disap- she's like having go at the people and then she disappears and comes back and throws a drink at the chick that flashed her tits. And then there's like an all-out brawl. Yeah, right. And the police get called and obviously a couple of people get taken out and everything. So She's just jealous of the mad titties. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was like, I was reading the comments, it's like 50-50. So nah, her name must have been Karen for sure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> she's definitely a Karen. That would be 100% what's going on. Yeah, but everyone's looking, f- like that chick was up by the looks of that video, up the back oh, of the yeah. grandstand. So everyone's looking forward. You're not looking back. Yeah, but like I, was, like I said, I was reading the comments and it was like 50-50 for the chick flashing her tits because everyone's like, yeah, fuck your titties. Nah, it should be 99%. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's like, obviously the other Karens were like, no, nah, it's a family event. You don't need to get your tits out. But yeah, fair enough, but you don't have to look at the same time. Yeah, I, I would be pretty stoked seeing some titties though. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, someone wants to get them out, I mean. It is what it is, you know. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, other than that, also, did you see the video? Oh, they did a little recap on tonight's show, but did you see Malcolm, like, losing his mind at Marvin? Yeah, he, um, I thought that was a good thing because you can tell he's pretty serious about um, the racing this year, like, yeah. about his results, and he's putting in full effort. And it is a bit of a shame because he qualified first or second or whatever he qualified, and... um. He was on fire pretty much all night, and he was having a good main, kind of coming through the pack before that. So, um, yeah, I completely understand where he was coming from. But it is racing, and he could have backed off maybe, but, like, I I don't have a problem with it, but I I am at the same time disappointed for him because I'm excited to see what he can do this year. It's definitely um, early in the season as well to be risking that sort of gear. A lot of rounds left, and... A lot of points can be lost if you end up injured. Like it's yeah, can be a big call. Did you did you hear what he was saying though? No, nah, I, I didn't listen to the audio. I seen the video. So he looked. So pretty much the quick recap is, Malcolm was more annoyed that he took both of them down, and yeah. he, he said you have to like use your head because it's the first round, and he pretty much goes, "There's another sixteen more rounds to go. We can't be racing like this. If you keep on doing this, none of us." on to have a chance at the championship and goes, if you didn't take us both down, 
we both would have been on the podium. Yeah. So he, he was pretty annoyed. And then yeah, well, Marvin, a, Marvin was very quiet until his mechanic come. And then Marvin yeah. starts chirping up and like, oh, you saw me coming. You should have braked. You should have braked. Yeah. yeah, but... Yeah, well, Malcolm's a big dude. He's pretty intimidating. And it's, you know, it's right for both of them, depending on what side you're on. Like, Ma- Marvin's point of view is he had the line taken away already, so Stuart should back off. But Stuart, for all we know, didn't see him till after he already snapped the throttle, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But um, it's racing, it's going to happen. Like, um, first round, everyone's excited and chomping at the bit to get a good result. So, I don't have no problem with it. As I said, I'm just disappointed for Mookie because I'm um, pumped to see how he's going to go this year on that team. No, but that's kind of like Barsha and Anderson. Like, I don't know what your thoughts are about the whole um, issue, like what Barsha and Anderson did, to, like, or buy um, some merch with the, the yeah. podium check. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, see, you can keep it like hard, light, and funny. And everyone knows um, Barsha's like that. So it's not like it's a surprise. He's done it for the last probably 10 years. He's been racing, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, they kept it light hearted. Anderson didn't take offence to it and they kept it fun and then you seen um Barsha today at the track walk wearing the team fried shit and the team fried crew were putting stuff on Insta. I thought it was good. Like everyone loves that kind of stuff. Like the amount of reposts I seen from it, everyone getting amongst it. I thought it was I thought it was classic, bro. Yeah, yeah. Advertising may be phenomenal yeah. for it. It's be and like it's just if you don't take it to heart, I guess it's gonna be a better Better situation anyway. Yeah, because if it was was reversed, I'm sure Barsha would have been fine with it as well because it's racing and it's not like he full T-bone city. He just took the line away and um, Anderson went high and crashed. Yeah, ran out of berm essentially. I personally think it's Anderson just cutting the beef out because he goes, I'm gelling really good with this bike. Yeah, I don't want to start beef on the first round. So instead of me going on the defensive... Yeah, and going and it, well because we from previous years you've seen Barsha first five or six rounds red hot and yeah. then it kind of disappears. Like if you have beef with someone like Barsha, that I reckon they can fuck your championship a hundred percent of bro. winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, that's why call him Bam Bam for no yeah. reason. Eh? Like <laughs> yeah, and it's so much easier to get on with someone than to hate someone. Like it takes so much effort to hate someone, and if you're got a beef like that going all year. It's going to like mentally and physically drain you and it's going to affect your results. So you can see they squashed it and they were both on the po- – was Barsha on the podium tonight? Uh, uh, or did he get – Yeah, no, he, no, he got the got the Edinburgh Did sure. he? Yeah. yeah. He got the – So Anderson won. Anderson, Anderson, Anderson Plessinger, Barsha. Yeah, Anderson won and Barsha got third. So yeah, yeah. it just Clean shows, bro, if you just let things go, yeah, you move on and good things happen and that's exactly what happened tonight. Yeah, but in saying that too, but – with this, when lightly touching on it, because we all are over it, but the COVID thing with um, Braden, do you see that possibly wrecking someone's chance at winning the championship future, like going going forwards? Yeah, well, it's just as, like it is a bad thing, but it's going to be just as bad as kind of a DNF, you know what I mean? Because you're only going to be out for max one round. Yeah, because they said... Braden is coming back next week. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's a pretty big blow, but most people kind of have a DNF to a bad result each year. So yeah, yeah. If not, it, not, it, a, not a dual end. Yeah, it's, it's sure. not gonna it's not gonna 
fully kill the championship, it's going to be a massive dent and it's going to be hard to come back from. But it's not going to wreck your year where you can't come back. Like, because I'm sure if one person gets it, it's more likely that a lot of people are going to get it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it is it is a bummer, but this is the times we live in now and it's it's going to happen. But, yeah, one to miss one round isn't too bad. I know we said we didn't lightly touch on it, but do you think if argument's sake half the 450 team get, like riders get it or like a quarter of them get it they postpone the round or do they just go well too bad so sad we can't postpone it because we didn't postpone it for Braden. we're not going to postpone it for you guys and just have a real light 450 class yeah or I, 250 class i you don't know, know I mean? that's something i haven't thought of and i'm sure the organizers have thought of that but yeah none of us kind of know what they would do but you'd you'd hope if uh, at least say half of them got it all in the same week. You'd have to think they would postpone it because um, the fans are going to be getting a kind of dud show for their money. You know, like if you're if you're going to the um, stadiums and paying full sting for a ticket, you want to see a full field. So I reckon they'd have to postpone it for at least a week if if that kind of thing happens. But until it happens, we don't we won't know. Yeah. All right, well, we'll stop talking about COVID because I think everyone's fucking over. Well over that. Yeah. Oh, man, COVID's been around forever. Going to something else depressing. Have you seen how much fucking iPhones are now? <laughs> no, give us a hit. Let's see it. All right, so I've been running an iPhone 8 for like since I got an iPhone 8 when the first came out. So I don't know. How many, well, I'm on an iPhone 13, so whatever ten, that ten is. 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like... I was speaking to Dee's the other day and I'm just having massive dramas. He's like, fuck, I can't hear you. He's trying to call Dilly and you and they're like, fuck, where are you? I'm like, I'm in my lounge room. They're like, I can't hear you. So I've like, got the shits. It's slow as. So I was like, fuck it. Just go buy me and the wife a new iPhone, right? So we rock up to JB Hi-Fi and I was like, fuck, I'll go buy two of the top iPhones. And I look at the price. I'm like, fuck that. I ain't paying for the top top iPhone, so I don't even get the top iPhone. I get the one below it. It's the iPhone 13 Pro, not the Pro Max, so the yeah. smaller version, right? Buy two iPhones and two cases. $3,800 it cost me. Fucking hell, bro. They've seen you coming. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, can you give us a discount? And he's like, oh, no, Apple doesn't do discounts. He goes, we can give you the cases from 49 We'll give it to you for 31 I'm like, thanks, bro. Fucking yeah, $11 so discount. Or yeah, 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 fuck yeah. it. Just dropping $3,800 on fucking phones, but yet we'll give you a $20 discount. Yeah. And it does, like, I got the very, very first iPhone. Yeah. The very, very first iPhone came with headphones, the wall adapter, mm. um, and the charger cable, and pretty much a heap of shit, right? This phone came now, no headphones, a charging cable, but it's not the iPhone lightning cable to USB. It's to a fucking another type of connection. So Yeah, you gotta buy the new um you gotta buy the new wall adapter. They're like a little round thing. Yeah. They're not um yeah it's not a USB, which sucks because I charge mine everywhere. Like I got USB ports in my car and stuff. I charge mine everywhere. Yeah. So Yeah, so they're just uh, it, yeah. get, it fucking really pisses me off because <laughs> I got too much shit with Apple to fucking ch- change it now. So they they got me by the balls. Like the, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah bro that's how they do it. Oh fuck man. It it really annoyed me. And it's got no Center button, you know how fucking annoying it is. I'm trying to yeah, because well, you've got a 1990 model phone. Um, 
Yeah, changing from the button to the swipe up, bro, that is a pretty big step. And I hated it at the start, but you get used to it in about two seconds. Oh, we were trying to get the Supercross up before and fucking having massive dramas. And hence why we had dramas before, because I've got this new phone. It's it's doing my head in. I do not understand <laughs> the no fucking sensor button. Not only did he pay 3800 for the phone, so he's going to need counselling. Yeah. He's going to go need a lesson on how to use it. Oh, no, the phone will be in a fucking wall soon and I'll have to go drop another $1,500 to go fucking buy a new one. <laughs> but other than that, um, you got some news on Travis Pastrana, Dilly? Yeah, well, apparently he's, um, he's gone to what they call Black Rifle Coffee, which I've personally never heard of. But um, he's been on and off with Red Bull for 16 years, so... I guess it's a big move for him. He must see some light in it, I guess, for um, for him to move because I dare say he'd be paying, getting paid pretty well at Red Bull. So, Yeah, it's not just the pay either with Red Bull. It's all the opportunity you get with him as well. You, you get to use their facilities and they promote you a lot. But as you said, he's been with them for 16 years and he doesn't do a whole lot of riding now. Plus, he does a lot of his own things and um, it's not like he needs him anymore. Travis Pastrana is... No, he's well, pretty well. Man. And he didn't. He left him in um, twenty sixteen for a little bit to sort of go with Nitro Circus, but I don't know what happened there. They must have come to an agreement. And he could, they come back, but yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely a big move on both parties. You know, from to separate. I guess Red Bull did a lot of a lot of advertisement from him as well. He's quite well well known. Yeah, well, he he said that. He said it was pretty sad for him to even not have a Red Bull helmet on or a yellow fender under his legs. So. Um, yeah, big changes for him, but Ameri- uh, Black Rifle Coffee is American brand, so um, he's probably got a good relationship with them. They're going to look after him, so. Yeah, yeah. it says in his um, interview that they've been pretty good mates for about 10 years, so yeah. he must be, you know, trying to get some... Well, that Black Rifle Coffee, I think they sponsor a NASCAR as well, so they're probably heavily in the car automotive side of yep, things, yep, and that's what he yep. does more yeah, of now. Yeah, so. now, yeah, big into the rally and stuff like that. So. Yeah. But no, it's quite interesting. It'd be interesting to see what happens, and I'm sure it's a buddy... Right road ahead. He's a pretty smart man, so. Yeah. I'm going to put it to you this way. You reckon Red Bull got rid of Travis Strong? Nah. You, you reckon they're like, oh, we'll stop drinking. Like, he's, he's, in my opinion, he's coming to, like, I love him. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. I love him. But I feel like he's coming to the end of his career. He's 36, isn't he? I'm pretty sure he's 36 oh, yeah. or something, man. But like he's, he's still old. so heavily involved in everything. And, yeah, you, you don't know. Like, yeah, maybe they did just say we don't have... We we we, look, we got Jetson and fucking Hunter Lawrence now. We oh, don't just after this contract, we got nothing for you, which which would be fine. And I'm sure he's not salty about it. No, nah, obviously, yeah, but um, yeah, maybe maybe they did, but he's got like ops, that many opportunities nice. at his fingertips, so yeah. it wouldn't phase him in the slightest. And I'm sure he's so grateful for everything that they've done together and built. So yeah, they would both be leaving on good terms. Yeah, well, if you think of Travis Pastrana, you think of Suzuki and Red Bull. Yeah, like, that's yeah, hundred percent. That's yeah. Pretty much Travis Pastrana wrapped up, really. Yeah, but at the same time, neither of them need each other because they're both a massive name. Yes, they are now, but like I said... Yeah, they both build each other up, but they'll both be fine after it, so I wish the best of both of them. Yeah, Yeah, sure it'll go well. But um, you know how we're giving away the uh, um, Tomac jersey? Yeah. So, Well, I thought I had more jerseys. Coming from the States, right? So, I love Malcolm Stewart. Like, he's probably one of my top riders up there, even though he's late bloomer. I bought, like, a, a Malcolm Stewart Geico alias jersey, which is, like, OG Malcolm back in the day. Yeah, yeah that's right. championship. Yeah. yeah. So, I've bought this jersey, and it's coming from Canada. Well, it's supposed to be coming from Canada. And I bought it on the 10th of November, 
and I che- I was like, oh fuck, I haven't seen that jersey for a while. I was like, I'll check the tracking. It's still sitting in Canada Customs, and I went to Australia Post. They're like, yeah, it's just sitting there. I was like, yeah, cool. So when's it getting shipped? Oh, we don't know. I was like, can I not? Can we speed it up? I'm like, can we get it sent back to the guy that sent it so he can send it through like FedEx or like something? No, nah, you just have to wait. So it's been almost two months, now, over two months actually now. It's been over two months and it hasn't even left Canada yet. Yeah, right. And that's the same as USPS, not shipping to Australia. Yeah, but it's so weird because you can order some things from the US and they come here in a week. Yeah, but is it coming from USPS or is it coming from like FedEx oh, or DHL yeah, or fucking know, yeah. Amazon? But that, that was like when we went to come back from Hamo. They had a um, staff shortage. Yeah. Like surely not the whole world is – like what's everyone doing? Like is everyone just fucking chilling on the couch or something? Yeah, or just taking advantage of the COVID opportunity to have a free week or so off from is work. Is that what you did, Dilly? Nah. Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> like you've gone about it, gone for like two months. Like yeah, as, yeah. If you, as if you wouldn't, bro. Like you're on, say, if you're on wages or you work for someone, as if you wouldn't take a free week off. <laughs> You'd be stupid <laughs> not to, bro. But we all work for ourselves. So I ain't taking no time off. Yeah, it's definitely oh. hard for me. Like I took three and a half weeks off, and it was um, probably one of the biggest holidays I've had for a while. Yeah. Like, and it was, you're definitely sitting up there spending money and like yeah. driving cans <laughs> for a fair bit of time, and you're like, nothing's coming in, eh? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. But anyway. Well, that was like, Coming into Chrissy, we had a couple of birthdays and big weekends, and I think I'm gonna drop D's in. I think me and D's worked out we're spending about two and a half grand a weekend, like leading into Christmas. Yeah, I'm just partying. Yeah, just I was part- doing like, the same, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to be saving for holidays, and <laughs> <laughs> I was in the minus before I even went to holidays. And then we went up to Hamo and spent another. Because the first day we got into Hamil- Hamilton, we were like, "Oh, we'll go to the bottle shop," and I was like, "Oh, I'll get it." Cost us like three hundred dollars for like. Three things. I'm like, we didn't even get much. And he's like, yeah, that will be 300 bucks. And the shelves were empty, bro. Yeah, and the chicks, same thing. The chicks went to the IGA there. And the grocery bill was like 700 bucks. It's definitely not a... um, It's, it's a holiday destination, yeah. like Hamo. You know I mean, I've never been to Hamo, but I've just heard from many of people that it's quite expensive. Well, it was my yeah. first time there, and I've been to quite a few places around the world, and these, these raves on about, I'm like, oh, whatever, can't be that great. It's... For anyone that hasn't been, I'd definitely suggest going there. Even You don't have to do yeah. like the top end things. You can get these, the cheaper side of it. But I'd definitely recommend going there. Yeah, it's I probably was, one of the nicest destinations. I was the same. Everyone was raving about it. I'm like, how good, how good can it be? It's only our plane ride from Goldie. I'm like, how good can it be? But it exceeded my expectations first time I went there for sure. It's probably, um, I guess people that don't live here probably wouldn't understand it, but it's it's capped as well. There's always only so many people. Yeah, like they only allow like, something. like... Yeah, I don't even think it's that, bro. Yeah, like it's, but it's, it'd make it a better holiday. You wouldn't have people everywhere. It's not like packed. Because, you know, yeah. like I hate, like um, we what? pulled into Airlie Beach when I was coming home and I rolled in there and it was just so busy. I hated it. Yeah. Like I just wanted to leave because like, I don't like so many people. Yeah, like, like it, it actually was. I think it was at max capacity because all the golf carts and stuff were all fully booked out. Like, we had our own golf carts with Yeah, that's a house. fucking other business that we worked out that was making a fucking killing. <laughs> we worked out it was like $29,000 a day they were making. Oh, and the golf carts. Yeah, just, oh, just hiring, hiring golf, golf carts, oh, wow. bro, because they got 400 of them and they were all booked out. Yeah, like, they're, they're like 80, 90 bucks a day each. Yeah, that's like. ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, it was just, well, because I live around the corner from... Jackson and Doherty, and I went and done some work at his house. And I said, oh, fuck your New Year's party looked pretty good. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it was all good. He goes, what did you get up to? And I said, oh, I went to him. And he goes, oh, fuck, it would have been packed up there. And I'm like, no, it wasn't actually that bad. Like, it, it was busy, but 
it wasn't that busy. Yeah, that's what keeps it good because there's not a massive nightlife up there either. So it, you know, keeps it pretty simple up there. Yeah, pretty much. It's real family, family vibe. Oh, it's just a chilled out vibe. Yeah. Not yeah. so much family, just chilled out vibe, bro. Like, that's why I keep going back. I love it up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely on the to-do list and it's bloody definitely all on time from what I've heard. So yeah. Definitely well, somewhere to go. From the first podcast, you can tell I put on nine kilos. Yeah, so. I'd be about the same. I haven't stood on the scale <laughs> since I've got home from my holiday. I'm not real game either. So um, this diet starts tomorrow, I guess, Monday. It's like everyone does. And yeah, well, I've finished my holidays. I go back to work on Monday. So I reckon I'll have to start dieting and starting yeah. eating healthy again. Doing some uh, manual labour will probably help me as well because all I've been doing is drinking and eating for yeah. a bit over a month. So I wasn't going to bring this up, Madge, but what was your New Year's resolution? Um, Didn't have one. <laughs> go on, go on, say what it was. Oh, get off the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. What 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 happened last Saturday before the podcast? Got out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a week into the new year. <laughs> nah, I didn't say I wanted to stop. I just said I wanted to reduce the consumption. <laughs> I always go so you did time. it the first week back into the new... Well, we were in Hammer until, what, the third or fourth. So it was three days after Hammer, after making the New Year's resolution that you gone and done it. It's still the festive season, you know. <laughs> <laughs> have to wait till like March or something to cut it out. <laughs> I um I definitely have mad drums. Always try and stop drinking, and like it takes I don't know why. It just must be in my blood or whatever it is. But it takes nothing to convince me to have a drink. Eh? Like I just always okay. be not not drinking, and then Friday night you'll do a box of beers, and you're just like, what am, what am I doing? Like, yeah, it's too hard, bro. Holiday time, everyone's not working. You know, you can just get on the beers every day. You got nothing to do. Yeah, that's right. Well, we probably had about. 15 beers last last weekend when we were doing the podcast. Yeah. So, but um, get into the racing, eh? Yeah, let's get into it. We'll um, do the 250s first. What do you think about it? Yeah, pretty good. Um, Craig followed up from last week and done what he's supposed to do, I suppose. Everyone's talked him up to do this the last few years and he's kind of, you know, disappointed or not done it. But this year he seems to be on fire. Um. You know, getting good starts and just pulling away. He's doing it easy so far. Pretty much qualifying first every week, winning his heat, winning the main. He's just having a red hot year so far. So hopefully he can keep it going because um, he's 30 years old and he's been in the 250 class for a long time now. And as I said, he's always had a lot of promise from all the teams and media and from himself and he hasn't delivered yet. So I'm glad that... um. You know, he might finally win one. But it's only the same thing, saying two rounds in. So let's just hope he can keep it going. He, we definitely, did. Um, he definitely had, like, a pretty dominant charge, like, for, like, five laps. And he seemed to just switch off a bit and just hold his lead there because he was sort of six, seven seconds in front and just stayed there for most of the race and didn't look like he was working. Like, every time the camera panned around to him, he just looked like he was on a Sunday ride. And yeah, he just, just managed his lead. Like, he's riding real smart this year, not doing... It's easy to ride smart, obviously, when you're um, out in front and don't have too much pressure, but... Um, yeah, he's going good. I just hope hope he can keep it going. I really like Craig, and I, I know we did touch on this a little bit, and it's probably not the right time to touch on it any, anymore, but he's voiced his opinion very, very strongly that he wants to go into 450 next year, right? Yeah. He probably needs to. He's 30. Like, you Do know, you like think, like you said, he's, he's in his age, do you think he's gone, all right, I'm done with 250s, I'm going into 450s next year and I'm maybe doing one or two, I'm done. Yeah, maybe. Well, he's, he's getting pretty long in the toothbrush. He's 30 years old, so 
um, you know, people like Dungey and Villapoto were all well retired by then. Like, I think he's older than Tamak, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the, the way he's riding, like I was saying when we were watching him, is very similar to when Anderson won his 250 championship when he constantly beat Cole Tealy when he passed him in the last lap. It doesn't seem like, yes, there's some competition. Like, he had a bit of um, a go with Joe Shimoda, but he obviously stalled it. But it doesn't seem like anything can phase him. It's like he's got the mindset of, I've got this championship in the bag, I'm going to 450 next year, and he's like the Terminator. Nothing's going to let anything bother him. Like, you can see he's led 15 laps. Yeah, he he didn't... whole shot, but it looked like he was like, all right, I'm going to be patient, get around Shimoda, and I've got this in the bag. I'm just going to, you know what I mean? It's like his mindset is he's already got the championship done and dusted. Yeah, well, maybe he's like, you know, gave himself an ultimatum where he's like, as you said, this is the last year, last chance to get it done, let's just freaking do it. And he's doing it, you know what I mean? But no disrespect to him, but all the competition he's had over the last probably five or six years have all left the class, you know what I mean? So yeah. a lot of these people he's racing against are only, you know, two, three years in max to their Supercross careers. So he's got, like, a lot of experience on the field. So um, he should be winning, to tell you the truth, and he is, so good on him. Um, you know, Hunter Lawrence isn't a world-renowned Supercross rider. Like, it's not like he's won championships before, yeah. and he will tell you himself that he's – a better motocross rider than he is. He's very Tomac, isn't he? Yeah, and all the guys below that, like your Hamikers, your, your Mosmans, your Nate Thrashers, your Joe Shimotas, like they're all still in their 20s. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Craig should be winning, and he is, so good on it. They, did, they but, did touch on that when they were um, when they were battling, when Shimoda and Craig were battling, there's 10 years difference. Like yeah. Joe Shimoda's just turned 20, and yeah. like Craig said, it's a lot of, that's a lot of years on the bike racing, you know, for experience, it's... Yeah, so Difference. he's doing what he should have done the last kind of three, four years, what everyone thought he would do. Like everyone within the industry has talked up Craig for the last four, three, maybe four, even five years, talking about, yeah, this is, Craig's going to win this year. You should see him at the track, blah, blah, blah. And he hasn't lived up to it. But this year he's looks like he's finally living up to it. Both you and Dilly were pretty good riders and racers, me not so much. How big is mental versus talent when you're racing? Oh, it's massive, bro. And especially when you're, you know, if you can line up on the line kind of knowing you can win or or it's going to be relatively easy, especially if you get the starts that he's been getting, it's a massive difference, bro. And plus he pretty much hasn't, this year has gone... 100% 100% perfect for him. I think he's qualified first and then qualified second, but he's won both heats, both mains. Like, you can't get a better start to the year. Yeah. He's been super consistent as well. Yeah. Nice clean riding, not many mistakes or anything. Like, he's riding super and, clean. And not just his wins. Not He hasn't just won. He's won easy. Like, he hasn't even seen anyone pretty much all race. Like, once he gets past the, the leader, like, once he gets in the first, he doesn't even see anyone for the rest of the race. Like, he hasn't had... Any pressure. That's the only thing that, you know, might worry him a little bit is how is he going to do once he gets a little bit of pressure. Say, if, say Hunter or Mosman is, you know, giving him stick and actually got Or even Shimoda. Shimoda was pretty good Or today. actually yeah. got his pace on the night, you know what I mean? Because yeah. even if someone like that was in front of him the last two rounds, you can clearly see that 
Craig has been the fastest rider on the track. Yeah. But what happens on a night when he's not the fastest rider? Is he going to, like, apple crumble or is he going to, you know, dig deep and get the win? You don't know yet. Yeah. I, I personally think he he's that mentally strong at the moment that even if he came 10th, which unless he crashes out 10 times, he's not coming yeah. 10th. I don't think it phases him. I think he comes back next week and puts it straight back on the, the number one spot again. Like, I think he's just that mentally strong at the moment. He's had three kids, like you said. I feel that he's gone, given himself maybe two, three years, and then he, he'll be done. Like, there's only a few riders that can keep on going. Like, Braden is a terminator. I don't, I don't know when he'll retire, but there's yeah. only a certain amount of people that can ride for a while. Yeah. So. They definitely um, seem to get to that age. Like, once they go over 30, they def- if they are still racing, like Chad Reed, a perfect example, once they sort of got over 30, they start going backwards anyway. Like, yeah. Because you're never going to how, – how hard you've got to work to be as fit as a 20-year-old Yeah. is just another level. Like, these young fellas in the gym, they'd be doing half the work that he is to stay fit. Yeah. yeah. That's one way you could look at it is, yeah, Craig is 30 and he's doing as good as he's doing. So, yeah, it is. It's hard to keep up with a, you know, 20, 21-year-old jumping at the bit and he's dominating them so far. Yeah, hopefully you can keep it together for the rest of the rounds. There's still um, a fair few rounds to go. So yeah, like as much as I want to see, you know, Hunter win or you know someone like Shimoda win, at the same time I'm pumped for Craig to yeah. finally be doing what he's supposed to have done. I thought Moserman was going to be his biggest competitor. Yeah, but after the last two rounds, I think he has to watch out for the little sneaky assassin Joe Shimoda. Joe um, definitely handed it to him pretty hard in the um, in the first few laps before he stalled out. You know he was going well, but it just yeah a bit unlucky there for um, Shimoda. But he's definitely riding good. Look for only twenty, he's definitely putting them in. Have you seen any people have stalled it this round? I think about four or five people stalled it in yeah, the main event. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was massive. Yeah, like I don't know whether that, I, might I be, that might be a soil thing as well. Like it might be like hard and slippery underneath the surface, which is making them lock up maybe easier. I'm not sure, but it definitely was a fair bit of it. This yeah, round. like I just haven't seen. Over the years, that many people, like top riders, stall it, like, but, and not even getting, like, out of control, like it just come into a corner or coming out of the whoops or something, and they, I don't know, missed the gear or something, and it just stalled it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that goes if that. But um, what's the rest of the field look like? Hunter second. That's a good night for him. Same thing as last week. He kind of slowly come through the pack and managed to salvage the second. Yeah, he was catching Craig at the at the end of it, but then you, you don't know if Craig yeah, turned it down or not. But you, you don't know if he, I'd yeah. like to think that Hunter was getting faster because yeah, he's Australian and we yeah, are a little bit biased, and yep. we go yeah, hopefully he's picking up speed. But he's very like like I said, my favorite rider, Tomac. Yeah, real slow starter, but once he gets going, gets comfortable. Um, yeah, he's and starts gelling with the track. He he get the speed picks up so. I think that's a, would be a confidence thing too because obviously last year wasn't like even though he finished fairly good in the, the championship last yeah. year wasn't his year for Supercross really. Oh well, it, last year he went great, but um, this track I I was kind of hoping he would do a bit better, but he will tell you himself. I think he said on the podium that you know shit starts are just yeah. you know weighing him down and aren't really showing his true potential. But that track was you know more of a kind of Daytona spec track. It was real long, real spread out, big long um, rhythm sections. That we haven't seen a track like that um, a long time. for a long time. The dirt was real good, so you know it was more of kind of a motocrossy field track. So I, I thought Hunter would do better, but 
you can't do much better than second, obviously, except win. But um, yeah, same top three as last week, except switched around with um, Hemiko and Lawrence. He definitely um seems to move through the pack pretty well as well. Like Lawrence is obviously he's very fast, but he definitely comes through the pack pretty well. Yeah, he had, he had a couple of people go down in front of him, which helped him as well. But he doesn't seem to doesn't affect him having to come through the pack, you know. Yeah. Did you? I know I touched on this a little bit, but did you see how funny it was when Shimoda went over the bars? How quick he got up? Yeah, well, he's lucky. <laughs> he fooled on a flip, bro, but he, you know, landed on his back kind of. Like there were springs in his yeah. boots. He like just jumped straight back up and then went straight off again. That was like Car- Carson Mumford when he got loose in the whoops and went down. He like literally got straight back up, and I think it was you, Dilly, is like, have fun fucking kick-starting that Suzuki, and then you're like, oh, no, he's got it, kept, kept on running, so. Yeah, 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 yeah I think that the only, that'd be the only bike still racing now with a Kickstarter. I mean, they don't, they don't really develop them a lot, so the Suzuki, so. It's pretty funny. You, we were bagging Suzuki out last week, but then there's like four or five of them that made the main event this week, so it was pretty. Yeah. Ate my words there, didn't I? Yep. <laughs> But other than that, the, the point championship's pretty tight for going into round three, really, for everyone other than Craig. Yeah, what is there? There's ten rounds to go, so he's got an eight-point lead and Hunter and Hamika are tied in second. And It's going to be a good year, bro. Like, I can't see Hunter getting worse than kind of a fourth or fifth on a worse night, and same as Craig, so... Hunter would want to start um, racking up some wins because, you know, before you know it, there's going to be a, you know, 15, 16-point lead. There's only 10 rounds, so you don't have a whole lot of time to make it up. Definitely if um, Craig keeps going like this, like by the time you get to, like, round five, you'll be, you'll be 15, 20 points in front, and that's a, yeah. that's, that becomes hard, then, you know, you need a DNF or something. Yeah, to that, that's yeah exactly. That, like that's pretty much a race. So hopefully someone like Mosman or Freezy can get in there and, you know, wreak some havoc on the top guys and make it a bit interesting because at the moment it's Craig's just doing it easy. Freeze will hold him up, that's yeah. for sure. That's what you need. You need Freeze to hold shot and then have like Christian Craig in like, I don't know, eighth or something and then just get Freeze to hold him up yeah. so someone else can win. It's the first night that um, Freezy hasn't hold shot, I think. Yeah, he was still second or something. That second or third, he was still up there. Yeah, like he, he, still, was, he definitely yeah, gets good starts. And he would have been. And up there like for we were sure. talking about when we we're watching it, he does all the sections and rotates pretty well. Like he still. Yeah, so what he, did he, get? he, he was sixth. third off the start. Yeah, fifth or sixth. That's what I said last week. He um, I think it's great that he's gone back to two fifties. I I heard there was a bit of commotion over there. Yeah, last year before before they went back, they said they released it going back to the two fifties, and I'm pretty sure the AMA came out and said. No, they weren't going to let him, but... Yeah, but it, I, I think it's good because, you know, if you can't get a ride in the 450s, but there's a ride there for you in the 250s, like someone's offering you a position, like why wouldn't you take it? It's, you know, it's fucked for him to, you know, stop someone from earning a living. So I think it's good that he's back there and, you know, he's a whole lot older than all these riders and... um, With his starts, bro, he's going to wreak havoc in this class and it's good luck. Like, in the 450s, he was a pass, but I'm kind of liking him in the <laughs> 250 class. <laughs> but that was like me saying before, like when we talked about Freezy coming down. Why? Like, we didn't, I probably should have done some research, but can you do the East and West 250 classes? Yeah, I don't know. You'd Because you, if you could, like, surely 
by an hour. The Supercross has been going for 50 years or something. 30, yeah, yeah. 40 yeah, years. We'll like, surely this, surely yeah. you would have seen a, someone try and do the double, you know what I mean? Well, like, you think like, um, you know, because a lot of these guys get paid on winning races and stuff as well. Like someone like Craig, like if he won these first 10 rounds, when you just keep going, just keep earning bank. If you're yeah. allowed to do it, they must have. Yeah, no, 100%. And obviously you would know. If you were like, if you're winning one side, you're gonna win the other side. Like, it's not yeah, like yeah, yeah. the top two or three riders on each side are pretty much the same speed. So, you know, if you if you can win one side, you can win the other. So, I don't know what the rule is there, but I think I have seen someone start the east, get hurt, and then yeah. race the east. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting west. to see what happens with the couple fellas that crashed out in the first round. Like, they'll probably race the west now. Like, yeah, well, obviously, yeah. Colts out all year, and I'm not 100% sure what's wrong with um, Jalik Swell. I didn't read what happened to him, but yeah. He got a concussion. I th- he said he was completely out before uh, the Asterix medical crew came to him, so yeah. probably the concussion protocol yeah, where so he, he'll have to pass pass it before he's yeah. allowed to come back so on. So he should be right. He should be back next week. But yeah, someone like Colt, it would be ideal for him if he could just switch case, but He's going to be, you know, cooked all year, bro. He's yeah, got well, he done two, both his arms, two broken arms. He got to get a skin graft. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. crazy. He's going to be yeah. out all year. So, yeah, yeah it's, for someone like that, it doesn't matter if he, even if he could. I couldn't find anything on it, but I just uh, when I was looking, I saw someone said that um, possibly combining the east and west and just having a two fifty class and a four fifty class. What do you reckon about that? It definitely. Um Probably bring the mature riders out for the 250s because going from 10 rounds to what is it, 18 or whatever it is. 70? Is it 70 rounds? Yeah, 17 or 18. But yeah. it's definitely more of a um, marathon feel race. You know what I mean? Like if you've got to, you've got to race 18 rounds. It's not yeah. all about these pulling these like thirds and stuff, what Hunter Lawrence is doing. If you do that for 18 rounds, you'd, you're on the top step, man. Yeah, well, yeah. that's always been the case, you know, in the 250 class. You do or have one DNF and you kind of. It's all over. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but I'm guessing it's more of a privateer if you. Like if you're private here, there's no way you're doing 18 no, rounds. No so way, I, I, I guess that's why they've split it in so it can. Maybe yeah, no way. But it is it is funny when you look at the schedule and you know, say the west and east coast rounds. If you actually look at the locations, they're pr- some of the locations are this, like pretty much in the same. Yeah, they're spot. on the wrong sides and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, the two fifties is championship has grown longer. It only used to be about eight rounds. Now it's. 10 rounds, so yeah. they're getting closer to the 450s and it's a good warm-up. But that's because um, they're, they're, having the, they're having three east-west shootouts? Oh, two, two, I think. Yeah, yeah two. Um, yeah, two would make sense. It'll be 10 each. Yeah, it'd be 10 yeah. They had um, the Supercross Futures this round. Um, did you see Brad West is racing the Supercross Futures for Anaheim 3, I think? No, nah, I didn't say that, but... Yeah, that, that's Dylan, Dylan Wicks messaged me and said to bring it up, but yeah, um, Brad West from... Up in Rocky, he's racing the Anaheim Supercross Futures class. So yeah, keen sweet. to see how he goes against some of the American guys. Yeah, I've seen um, what's his name, Ryder D. Francisco, whatever his name is. He got um, he won it, and from his qualifying times, he would have been nearly top ten in the two fifty like two fifty eight qualifying time. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a heaps good warm up for him because, as most people know, when you're an amateur or a junior over here, you pretty much ride no supercross and then you just get thrown straight in the deep end you know once you turn pro so yeah once you go senior you just get dropped in there yeah so it's a good warm-up everyone i think everyone in sort of our situations had pretty good experience with supercross yeah so. i haven't <laughs> no, I've had a, yeah i've had a couple um unintentional sleeps and stuff like that on the track it's definitely definitely a big change because like um axel said you 
you don't ride it at all. And then all of a sudden you're 16, you go on senior and you just you, everyone just starts riding supercross. You know what I mean? Just just pop in there. We get we got like a um you have to get like supercross like signed off essentially to ride supercross. Yeah, you have to get all. like supercross endorsed. Yeah, but it's like it's not hard to get. If you can circulate in the track, they'll give it to you. But yeah. it's just like it's definitely a big change, you know. But that's like we were saying like the the Coffs Harbour Stadium Cross just finished and we we're saying that there used to be at least four or five stadium crosses a year and that's what would help the juniors get into Supercross where now they're maybe holding one or two a year and they're maybe doing a Supercross at the end of the year. Like how the juniors are supposed to get into the Supercross role if they're not holding these small events anymore? Yeah, definitely when I was younger. Like we always used to race. Toowoomba was a big one. They had Jim Boomba Stadium Cross. Um, they had the like, Brisbane Echo one? Yeah, Brisbane Echo. There was a lot of them that you could ride, which was like you said, a stepping stone into Supercross where now it just seems to be, like I said, they go, they go senior and they just start racing it. Like yeah. They just, good luck. And even when... Um, this is going back a long time. I never really raced a lot of Supercross, but there, w- there was a couple rounds, like Brisbane always used to do it, but they used to have the 85s and 125s in the Supercross, in the Brisbane Supercross. Yeah. And to the likes of, like, Sam Duncanson and people, they they raced on an 85 on the same Supercross track, which is a good stepping stone, but, yeah, it just doesn't... It now it doesn't happen, you know what I mean? It's just not there. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, is that it's good to see that there's more and more Australians going over there, but if they don't have the stepping stones to go over there, you'll probably see that it will go up and then go back down like it's yeah they'll probably end up coming home essentially because i'll do fine in the motocross like yeah we race mo- so we race motocross all around all year round here and yeah. they where over in america they have their split seasons where they sort of race motocross for one part and supercross the other part and it's so dedicated you know where we just we have three or four rounds of supercross and that's it yes yeah, like pretty much like europe yeah They're exactly the same yeah seeing a european come over and try and race the supercross um i don't know if you saw roman febra it at the Bercy Supercross, but he's yeah. a yeah. It's like a, rider. even a lot of the Australian riders, you know, like Gibbsy. The last two or three years has um, said that he doesn't want to do Supercross. He will take less money or whatever to not do it because um, every year he was just getting hurt and it just fucks up his rhythm. You know what I mean? Like a lot if, if every year well. you're starting over again, it's it's too hard to you know keep your speed or get better because you every year you think you. At a new high, and then you get hurt. You got to start all over again. So that's why he's pulled the pin on Supercross. And it's always at the start of the season as well. Like we've yeah. just had, like I'm pretty sure Ferris hurt himself at um, Coffs Harbour. Yeah, broke and, his collarbone. And he's the same. He's like one of Australia's best motocross riders. But just every time he tries to do it, he hurts himself. And yeah. you're trying to weigh up your things. And he had like a huge injury a couple of years ago, and he's only just come back. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, um, which is quite lucky for him. But it's, it's yeah, it's definitely one of the things you got to weigh up, especially when there's. We've only got three or four Supercross rounds. Like, what's the value in it for you as a yeah, exactly. professional motocrosser? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's you got to try and wait. It's different where they're in America. They're racing eighteen rounds and they're getting paid very well for it. Like, yeah, and they're on TV and stuff. Yeah, like we don't we don't hear it. like um, we've been trying all afternoon just to find the results for the Stadium Cross last night. And we can't find it. Yeah, like we know Mossy won. Like Matt Moss won the opens, but Matches, mate. Yeah, but we can't find results for the stadium. No, nothing. Message him. Didn't receive any, yeah, anything no reply, back. Nothing, but There's nothing about live timing and scoring or anything like that on there. Spent a good 15, 20 minutes trying to find something. Like it's we, That's pretty much the only Supercross event that we know of this this year, unless someone's going to put something else on, really. that's I don't, I don't know what's going on later at the, on this year, if they're going to do something like they normally do at the end of the year. But, yeah. But yeah. Want to get into some 450s? Yeah, get into some 450s, eh? Um, Anderson, bro, freaking, we were both talking about how good he was riding on that 
uh, Cowie, like, surprised kind of both of us, and I'm sure he surprised a lot of people um, because he's been on the Eurobikes, you know, for the last kind of 10 years, and he hops on this new team. And Good on him, bro. He's found success straight away. Um, he, you know, he hasn't won a race since he won the championship, so he'll be pumped, and especially after last week, and that's what I was saying with, you know, taking everything as a grain of salt. He got taken out. Last week, and instead of being a little crybaby and whinging about it, he made a, you know, a fun little thing out of it, and he's, um, you know, got good karma and won, and you know, not holding a grudge and not having to worry about, you know, beef with Barsha. It's, you know, obviously paid dividends. He pretty much led from start to finish, so good on him. But in saying that, he yeah, like you said, he didn't have to beef with Barsha, but he was pretty up there, so Barsha was nowhere near catching him. Yeah. It's definitely um, good to see all the – there's quite a few riders that have changed bikes and they're all – even Tomac, like Tomac's gone to Yamaha and they're all changing and they're all riding well. So it's it's good to see him mesh with the new bike. Do you think Plessinger's been watching way too much Yellowstone? Like what's going – like he's <laughs> on the – he was on the podium today and he he had a full Yellowstone country American accent. Like, Dilly, you're from the farm. Like, do you reckon <laughs> yeah, he's putting that on? Head, oh, I don't know. It does sound like he's pulling the piss a bit, but, I mean, let well, him have it. Eh? Well, <laughs> mate, maybe he was – not doing that voice the last few years. Oh, you reckon that's his true colours and maybe, he, he's maybe, putting on a mask yeah, to ma- try and fit maybe in? Maybe that's his natural <laughs> twang, you don't know. He's trying to be too professional over the last few years, didn't want the accent. Yeah. Like over over the, the off-season, he's just caught up on all four seasons of Yellowstone <laughs> and has come out of full cowboy. Yeah, but I, I said that last week that, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, got a 10-4, winged a good result. And it's not a wing, he deserves to be there. He... He wasn't far off Anderson the whole race, you know what I mean? Like, Barsha couldn't get past him, Tamar couldn't catch him, he, he rode. Well, Plessinger um, moved up into that spot. It's not like he, yeah. he got gifted that spot. He actually moved up from... Yeah, he, he ran amazing, bro, so he, he deserves that. And um, I did call that he would have a good result like that. I just didn't think it would be so soon. Um, but that's one of the best teams in the paddock. It always has been. So you, that's kind of what you're expected to do once you're on that team. It's pretty cool seeing... Um, when Anderson was on the podium, some of the emotion that he was showing, not just from winning, but from, like you said, he hasn't won a race since he won the championship yeah, well, he, in 2018. It, it was all, pretty cool. It's all good to, you know, act like nothing bothers you like he does. And he said that. He's like, I don't show a lot. But when you haven't won for as long as he hasn't won, and I'm sure he, he's had some massive down times, and maybe he didn't want to leave that Husky team. Maybe he got forced out. Yeah. Um. And so he's gone to Cowie probably as the backup rider. Yeah. And he's got to win straight away. So, yeah, I'm super pumped for him, Brad, because he is one of the coolest lads in the paddock and he's got that whole team fried thing going and he's a fan favourite. It's just good to have him in the sport. And, you know, he's a past champion, so you, you can never kind of count them people out, bro. Once you want a title, you're, you're always the top dog. What I think's cool is he left um, Elton and... He like he's obviously one of the most prestige trainers out there, and then he still goes up and pulls a win second round into the Supercross. Yeah, Adam's not the dual endor, you know. It's just back in the day you had Carmichael, Baba, and then like I'm not just saying he doesn't get success. He gets success. He's had like um, Villapardo and Dungey, but. Even Webb, Webb was with him yeah, when he won. Yeah, and Webb. But and Anderson won with you can, him. Yeah, exactly. So he gets results. There's no doubt about that. But it's not always about results, bro. Like, you've you got to have fun while you're riding too. Like, all these 
people started riding as kids because it was so fun, you know what I mean? And that's what Anderson said. He said, if I'd done any more time with Adam, I probably would have quit because it just makes you work that hard and over-train. You just hate the sport. Yep. I guess um, something to touch on as well is probably landlord to know with his iPhone 16, but, like, technology these days, man, you find everything on the internet, eh? And there's an app for everything. Like, I know he's probably an excellent trainer, but I'm sure there's people that are releasing training apps. Yeah, not, and not just that. Not, yeah. Everything, not everything works for everyone, and um, you've got to put your, you know, your own happiness above results yeah. sometimes. And obviously that's what Anderson's done, and, look, he's come back a couple of years later and he's back on top, so. Well, Webb's left him too, but in saying that, Malcolm's gone to him. Yeah. And... I don't know whether, like we were talking, I don't know whether it's him being there or like you said, Husky going, hey, we've got faith in you, we signed you for two years, we want you to race motocross and supercross. Yeah. It has changed his mindset. But I feel Marvin, I mean, not Marvin, Malcolm is very, very close to pushing into that top three and he should be up on the podium very soon, the way he's been riding and acting. Yeah, he will be, bro. Once he gets a good start, I've said it all year, I'm super excited to see what he can do. And just the fact that, He's got, um, you know, security in his ride. Like, he, he got so ripped. He won a title on the 250s with Geico, and then next year couldn't get a ride. Yeah, like, yeah which is ridiculous. Yeah, like he, if you've got a title, you should people should be jumping at it's you. It's like guaranteed, bro. Or it used to be guaranteed for the next three years at least. Yeah. Even if you get shit results, you got a guaranteed ride. So, obviously, with that faith that Husky had put in him, he's, you know, producing good results, and so he should. I guess something we should look at. Ken Roxon, terrible result. You reckon it had something to do with his qualifying crash? Yeah, well, he did have a pretty doozy. Now, like, if you actually watch the replay, he got away pretty lucky there. Like, if um, Sexton was a little bit later, he probably would have got ran over a bit more serious, but just sort of seemed to clip his peak. But, I don't know, he just seemed to have bad luck, I think, because he went down, went down that berm, and he looked like he was half stuck on the um, tough box, so picked it up and couldn't come back. It's a hot field, so, I mean... Once you get to, like we were talking about when we are watching it, once you sort of get to that 12th, like he finished 13th, once you sort of get to that 12th, 11th, 12th, they all could win it. Yeah, it's it's hard to make a pass once you get to there. But this is kind of, like, no offence to him, but it's kind of typical Ken Rocks in the last yeah. two or three years. He starts off like a, like a bull out of a gate and then just whether it's a crash or just like a medical issue or something. He's just always kind of fades or has shit races like this. So hopefully he can come back because on his day, he is the fastest rider. You know what I'm excited for? Cincerello to be 100%. Yeah. Like he looks good for the first 10 minutes of both A1 and Oakland now. Yeah. And he, he just starts fading obviously because that shoulder's giving him an issue. But fuck, if, he, if he's 100%, I reckon there's no issue of him Racking off the wind. Yeah, if he was in the 250 class, bro, he would probably be winning because he starts dying like probably just after the halfway mark. And if he was in the 250 class, it's only a 15 minute motor, he'd, he'd be probably top three because um, it takes that long for it to, you know, kick in and start yeah. hurting him that he dies off. But he's riding, he's riding so sick, bro, for someone who's hurt and he hasn't made any, you know, secrets about it that being hurt, he hasn't hit it or anything. And he's killing it, bro. But it's sick though too because you know how some people come out and go, oh, I've got a sore shoulder and they're, they're finishing. Like, well, he is, he's, he's finishing fairly low, but he's getting a good start and he's holding it up there. He's only fading around the 10-minute mark, so it's not like he's using it as an excuse for where he's finishing. He st- does start at the top and work his way back down, obviously because of the pain and he can't hold 
I'll, I'll tell you, you won't be won't be able to hold on to the bike properly. Yeah, he no. definitely um like he was top three for the first ten minutes, and then he pretty well threw the parachute out. You know, obviously his shoulders getting dramas, but he he went from there in ten minutes, went back to where he, wherever he ended up. Twelve, well, yeah, so yeah. Do you know what I'm excited? No, but he was he was good. He was when people were coming up to pass him or put pressure on him, he wasn't putting up a fight, which obviously he knows is because his shoulder is fucked that he's um. You know, there's no point just being a pass for two laps. Yeah. Holding someone up. So that's that's a good thing that he's doing is just not putting up too much of a fight to let the other people just race. Like yeah. one, once he knows he's kind of done, done for yeah. the race, yeah. he just lets him pass, which is a good thing. He doesn't do a Vince Freezy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I don't know why, but he's like the king of someone will blow past him in the next corner, he just parks him. I'm like, just let him go. Yeah. Like, what are you. Like well, you don't gain anything, they just pass you straight yeah, back. But Barsha does that too. Someone will be on Barsha's <laughs> ass for three or four laps and then make a move on him and then he'll just T-bite him. Yeah, yeah, just pass him. Insane, though. Barsha rode really well. I honestly thought Tomac, when he got up there, he was going to catch Barsha and pass him and get on the podium. But Barsha held his own. Like He held that two-second lead for pretty much the whole race. Yeah, well, it's a good start for the year. and what He's got the points lead now, so... Um, he had the points lead this time last year too, I think. So hopefully, if he can just keep putting it on the box, he's he's getting real good starts. So um, it's going to help him a bunch, bro. Getting good starts and people like um, you know, like your title favourites, like your Web and your Tomax getting bad starts, and then your Roxon's crushing. If if he can just stay close to that box, he's going to be like a actual threat this year, which is you know great. I'm sure there's a million fans pumped for that. Yeah, well, it's the top nine, uh, only ten points apart. Like at this after today's round, there's a massive shake up on points, so it's really, really tight. Yeah, Roxon went from what did he go from first, first. To first to fifth in in two rounds. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah, everyone's had kind of a shocker, and everyone's had a good one. Bush has obviously had two good ones. He's been third both, but yeah, Anderson got what did he get? Like a ten for eleven last week, and then he got a first this week. So, yeah. um. As we said last week, bro, it's only early in the round, in the year, so you just got to wait and see how it all plays out. It's good to see that um, Alex Martin made his first four fifty, mate. Yeah, what did he get? Seventeen. Seventeen. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah, it's not too bad. How good was the four fifty LCQ racing the last oh, two weeks man. in a row? Yeah, that four fifty LCQ today was unreal. I reckon it was better than the main. Yeah. <laughs> there, was go- there was people getting parked and crashes everywhere. It was sick. It was a yeah, bloody heater. Seven dudes, dudes getting taken out, and the dude that took him out crashed right in front of him, and he done a little cheer. It was, it was, it was pretty funny. I think it was Brees that was yeah. the one yeah. that did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, he must have done a shit on the last corner before the finish line. He must have done something to that corner because in his heat race he got taken out. On that corner, um, in his LCQ, he got taken out by exit nut on that corner, and then last lap he was trying to make a charge and pass the last two riders and got squirrely in the whoops and ate it into that corner. Yeah, so three a, um, incidents in that. He must have done something to that corner. He had a huge one there, like that. Um, you seen the last two <laughs> were battling, and you just see him just appear on his head out of the corner of the screen, like it was massive. He, he must have done something because. Three times in, in one night in the same corner. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a stacked field this week in the main. Like, you run through the names there, bro. There's pretty much everyone's a former factory rider. So, you can see how hard it is to get into the main these days. Well, we're pretty much saying if you get a bad start and you're outside the top ten, 
you're definitely not getting first. Nah, no way, man. No 100%. Way. Like, um, Roxon obviously is one of the fastest guys there. He won last week and he, he went down, I think he was in 15th and he's only come back to 13th. Like, he gained two spots in, in like 12 minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's a loaded class and it's one of them things where I guess the the most consistent riders, which I can, like, you can see now, Barsha, he got two thirds, but he's winning the championship at the moment. It's, yeah. It's going to come down to consistency because he can't make passes. They're so fast. Like, but in saying that, we were looking at the qualifying times and the top 10 were only a second apart. Yeah, so like all in the, the second, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, there's no one, it's not Eli Tomac 2019 where he's winning the motocross by one minute or a minute 30 kind of thing. Like, there's only a tenth, if you think about it, roughly a tenth from each rider. So if you're outside the top ten, there's no way you're gaining, by the time they're eight seconds in front, you're gaining that, unless you're doing something crazy like James Stewart used to do and pull out a massive quad. I don't see anyone outside the top 10 winning ever. You'll probably see that as well with different tracks. Like, um, I guess, me and we were talking about it when we were racing. It was quite an old, school, an old school track. But you'll probably find it with some tracks that'll allow the people that are a bit more game to do some stuff that not everyone's doing. But at the moment, it's pretty pretty run-of-the-mill sections and they're all sort of doing the same gear, so it's not... Yeah, they, they always start the season off pretty um, tame tracks. But this track was good, bro. Like, long, fast Ruben sections. Um. It, it was it was sick to watch, but we haven't seen a track like that since probably like you know the Carmichael Stewart days. It's something that um me and Landlord were talking about um before Axel got here was how long the start straight was, and they weren't using it. No, like it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of track to be wasted. It was quite a long straight. Yeah, like you know? they weren't using it besides off the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, and they crossed it. They did cross the straight, but like it was quite a long bit of track that could have been looped in. But I guess I did like the track though. It was nice, yeah, fast. It, it was good. flowing. Like I watched. Got up early this morning. I was watching um, qualifying, and going off qualifying, I thought it's a very, like Madge said, it's a, a kind of the dirt was like Daytona. I honestly thought that Tomac wasn't a just blitz everyone. The way he was riding that track in qualifying, he was just free flowing Tomac, just sliding into the corners, blowing the berms out, just making it happen and. Fortunately, he disappointed me again. Yeah, well the the track obviously changes and deteriorates through the day, and when you're starting where he's starting, you get stuck at the people around his pace. Yeah, it's probably it's probably very hard, like in such a stack field. But I don't know what Tomac does, but I feel like he needs to practice starts. Eh? like he just never seems like he's been doing it for years. He comes from like he'll come from tenth and win. But I'm like, you like if you could get a better start, like. Yeah. It's obviously something going on and maybe that's just the way he is, but... But he said he last week he was struggling with the whoops. Like, I don't know if he was struggling again with the whoops. He said he made a couple of minor changes, but he said he was struggling with the whoops again. Yeah, no, the whoops the whoops are pretty tame today. Everyone was kind of the same speed for them today. They had a good run-up. Unless you're Christian Craig. Yeah, they yeah, had a good run-up and they were pretty, pretty easy. The One of the sections was a pretty sh- uh, short section of whoops, so... Yeah. But I said last week that, you know, there's probably only six people that could win, but fuck, you'd have to expand that to nearly ten, bro. Like all them people in the top ten there, besides Dean Wilson, could <laughs> could win easy, man. Um, you liking the two whoop sections? Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm not a big fan of it, eh? Yeah, I'd rather just a one big dog long set of yeah, whoops. Yeah, I'm with like you with that. Yeah, I'd high, love a like full length set. You know, where, where you're struggling to keep your momentum up from. I like yeah. them kind of whoops, but... And that'll divide the crowd, like that'll divide the pack as well. Yeah, that's there'll what it, certain people uh, that'll and be And that's what it's always done for like the last 
you know, in 20 years, that's what's divided the good guys and the kind of not-so-good guys. But at the same time, it's the start of the year. You don't want everyone getting fucked up on yeah. the warps. And, you, know, you, you find but you, you'll only have half the field left if they do that straight away. You're finding that the tracks, because I remember last year they were building tracks to slow people down. You reckon these, they've just gone, right, we're giving you free reign now, just build whatever track you want. There's no restrictions. We're not trying to slow anyone down. Just build a nice, entertaining track. Like, you remember last year, it's like real slow tracks, like the rhythm sections. Oh, well, the track maps are made before the year even starts. Like, obviously, they change a little bit, but, yeah, they, they would be told to not make anything too hectic the first few rounds, you know, let everyone warm up and, because you don't want, you know, two or three or four of your best guys out straight away. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a um, faster track. Today it's obviously only the second round. We've only seen two rounds, so it'll be interesting to see how the how the series unfolds. But it's definitely quite a fast track today. Predictions for next week? We'll go with Dilly first. Two fifties. Two fifties. We got to hold Lawrence high just because he's Australian. But um, if Craig keeps going the way he's going, I don't think he's going to be touchable really for the rest of the series. So, but it'd be good to see Shimoda. I think he's just had a bit of bad luck. I think Shimoda should be up there somewhere. So, I reckon Craig Lawrence and Shimoda the two fifties. Yep. Yeah, I reckon probably the same. Hopefully, yeah, we'll switch it up, put Lawrence in front. I reckon um, if Moseman doesn't crash, he's due for a podium. And, yeah, Craig. Yeah, I'm going to go. I reckon Hamaker was pretty good. I, I like like he was going on. So I'm going to go Hamaker and I'm going to stick with my chess champion, Michael Moseman. So hopefully we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, what about the 450s? Who's your pick for next week? Probably got to go Tomac. I do like Tomac. I don't know why I just do, but it'd be good to see Anderson go again. And yeah, someone like Bash is always, or he's knocking on the door already, so you'd, you'd expect him to be up there. Yeah, as well. Yeah, so. I'm I'm calling Bash for the win next week. Um, you know, like tonight, you thought Malcolm's night wasn't that great, but he got a freaking fifth, bro. So no, I wasn't. He, I wasn't saying his night wasn't that great. No, nah, but I mean, like he wasn't super noticed, but like a fifth. Last year was nearly his best result. I think his yeah. best result all year was a fourth or maybe a third. So I'm still, you know, gunning for him every week to get a win. And who else? I reckon, um, yeah, if, if Sexton's going to stay on the bike, he, he's a podium getter for sure. I think Ferrandez needs to he's, – he's quick. He's just not – he's probably even worse than Tomac at starts, man. Like, yeah. I think if – because Ferrandez finishes sixth. If I reckon he gets – Top eight in starts, I reckon you'll probably see him fighting for the win. Yeah, well, he was like that in the 250 class, bro. He was always a pretty shit starter, but, you know, the the field tapes thinner in the 250 class, so we, he always come back. But, yeah, in this 450 class this year, bro, he's he's not struggling. He's, you know, a six a six is good, bro, but last weekend he, he got a 16. So he's got to start pulling his finger out and see what he can do. If, you know, he's the, the defending motocross champ, so... Yeah, no, but yes, yeah, so I, I reckon I like how Anderson's riding. I've been watching him qualifying and he's been doing really well. So I reckon Anderson. Um, Anderson and I reckon Cooper is going to rebound next week and I reckon you'll probably see Cooper yeah. up there in the podium. So. Sweet. See what happens. Yeah, it'll be bloody interesting to see. They're all fast. It's crazy, buddy. I wouldn't like to be any part of that bloody group, that's for sure. No. But um, in saying that, that's going to be us for tonight. Keep a lookout because we'll be giving that Tomac jersey away soon. Um, we've got some pretty exciting things coming up 
we've got a pretty cool competition coming up for Daytona. So as soon as we get closer to that round, we'll be releasing the information on that. Um, someone's come along and helps us out with that competition, so that'll be pretty cool. So keep a look out for that. All right, see you next week, Madge. See you later. Sound good. Thanks, Dilly. To break it long, everyday normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. I'm just a regular.